this week, Real Big Fish admits that everything doesn't actually suck. Stay tuned. Welcome to On The Upbeat. I'm Matt. Hey, everybody. I'm RJ Phoenix, and it's going to be a hell of a show. I guarantee it. I... If not, find me. I will give you a quarter. <laughs> is that how much the show is worth to people? Is... That's all I'm willing to pay out. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess no one pays for the show, so they can't really complain right they you know because even our oh they can't complain Matt. oh i mean i guess they can complain but they can't like demand any money in return um you know even our patrons technically they pay for the bonus stuff they don't pay for for this the main show yeah so uh they can't really complain uh but speaking of people who complain a lot uh we do Wait, have what <laughs> i don't know it was a... that's not the horrible way <laughs> it's, to introduce it's not a good segue at all because was she, because was she doesn't absolute, complain um he's an absolute sweetheart and here you are <laughs> i'm always looking for a transition and i just i stumbled into that one and it unfortunately was a black pit of despair of a transition so um let's think of another one hold on Nope, can't think of it. Let's move on. Talina from Bite Me Bambi is here. Yay! <laughs> I would just like to complain about oh. a lot of things about this show. Oh, okay. Go ahead. We're, we're Number, like, one. Number one. I'm kidding. <laughs> Number one. RJ looks short on the podcast, and that's deceiving <laughs> when you see him in person. Yes, as we all know. <laughs> I met RJ in person, and he's much taller than <laughs> I had expected. Why? I don't know. Uh... <laughs> That's true. You haven't been on since Height Gate. I think that's really. Right. Yeah, Height. Oh God, I, don't think... I feel like yeah. I, feel I mean, we've fine. talked about it, but yeah, I think <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely so. Um, we have mentioned it here, and uh, Talina and I have talked about it, but uh, not all in the same thing. But Talina, how's life? How are things going? Did you like leave the state of California last week? I feel I like I did. What'd I you... did. Like a true theater kid, I went to New York. Um, to go see Sweeney Todd on Broadway because it's my favorite musical. <laughs> and it's not every day it's on Broadway. So I abandoned my band, uh, which they won't <laughs> let me forget, in uh, pre-tour rehearsal uh, to go see Sweeney Todd because uh, I am a bad planner. But I did get to see Sweeney Todd. So, And I hear the band's fine. They don't need me anyway. I'm not that important. So, fine. <laughs> uh that's fine acceptable 100 percent acceptable <laughs> that's totally fine yeah i mean clearly this show has a, f- a few episodes without me so i'm not entirely needed for this show to run smoothly anyway so and rj's nodding his head yes so clearly i uh, all of us all of us on on the upbeat are replaceable oh that's true when you're in a band with six other people, like nobody notices if one of you isn't there. <laughs> like, <laughs> the story just keeps going. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but see, people always notice if a lead singer is somehow absent or switches out or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't know. Brian Mashburn is a pretty convincing like Talina, so <laughs> y'all wouldn't notice. Edgar tried to tell me he was singing, and I'm like, no, you don't even know the words to any of these songs. <laughs> like. <laughs> Don't lie to me. Yeah. Oh, I believe Mashburn could pull off singing lead. 
uh, you should hear when he if he writes a song and he demos it for me, he sings it like in the lady voice. It's my favorite. <laughs> I must hear these demos. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll release a whole album of just Mashburn singing in the lady voice on the demos. It's kind of great. Oh, that could be a, a Patreon thing for you all. You can, There you go. You I'm know. like, do you want to hear a lady mash? And the answer is... Bite me, Bashburn. It's got to be bite me, Bashburn. Bite me, Mashburn. Yeah, he doesn't need any of us anyway. It'll be fine. (laughs) Uh, RJ, how's life? How are things going for you? Ah, pretty good. I can't really complain. Had a a decent but busy weekend, and uh, yeah, now I'm here, getting ready to talk to uh, Talina all about what's coming up with Bite Me, Bambi. It wasn't too too extravagant. Just you know, chilling. How about you? Um, so this weekend, n- not only was it Mother's Day. Oh, shit. It was Mother's Day. Hold <laughs> on. I got to make a call. <laughs> but also, so Saturday was Megan's birthday. Oh, so, wow. Um, Double whammy. Yeah. And it's, I don't, it's a, happened a couple of times. I actually don't think it's happened since we've been foster parents. So I think it's been a while uh, since it happened in the same weekend. So, but, so I got her uh, an early birthday slash um, Mother's Day gift, which was to have the house professionally cleaned. So, <laughs> so, uh, um, and that was her request. So I was like, yay, I don't have to like go. I mean, I did have to like search, you know, options up. And um, she also helped with that too. But, um, so what did you do, Matt? You open the door for the cleaning crew. Yes. Yep. Yep. The Venmo. Yep. I I uh, I sat around uh, while the cleaning crew was here playing on my phone, and um, also and then I always have to leave. I can't be there when they do it. I have to leave. I'm even though I'm a very trusting person, I'm just weirded out about the idea of leaving. I just am. I get that. I have like the same person who comes. So oh, like sure. I her. I don't yeah. think she's gonna like grab me, but no, I I get your point. But I'm always like, Okay, I'm gonna go and then Yeah. Love her, but sometimes she takes a minute and so I'm just like sitting in my car <laughs> looking extra weird. Like um, okay. <laughs> I also made and the kids helped. Um a few of the kids helped make breakfast in bed on Saturday morning, so um Aww. that was nice. And uh you know, I don't know how often any of you make pancakes, but um, all the time. Uh, That's <laughs> make... not actually a lie. I make pancakes quite often. <laughs> well, I'm so bad at making pancakes. So really... the first few are like trial and error. Like I'm oh, yeah. honestly like when it's uh, you know because it'll give you the directions to make the mix and it'll explain to you like, hey, uh, if you want this many, and I'm like. Yeah, I do want that many, but I'm going to mess up a few, so I'm going to make the next size up. Because <laughs> I'm like, the first like three or four are probably going to be terrible or wonky. Turned out to be okay, but uh, there's always that. And always you're trying to guess the, the size of the pancake. Like, you know, because they basically, when they say like, oh, it'll make ten, they mean like ten like very small pancakes. They don't mean like the average... What you know, if you go to Denny's, like you, they don't, they're not. I making... mean, Denny's is making those huge ones there That's too. True. I, they're somewhere in the middle, is yeah. where where yeah. mine are, and it depends how thick they are, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I I felt like I did a pretty good job. Um, nice. And the kids helped out, you know, sort of making bacon and and the eggs and stuff like that, and prepping and 
Hey, Matt. Uh, hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. Uh-huh. How'd you cook that bacon? I did cook it in the in the uh, oven this time. Yeah. And, and, uh, and it was mo- – cause mo- okay, I did that. I knew of the idea. I just – most of the time when I make it for myself, I'm making, like, two or three pieces. Like, I don't want to, like, pull out a cookie sheet – you know, get tin foil. Like it just—it's more time consuming that way. So, but when uh, I was—I always find that less time consuming than having to wipe down the stove in a pot. Uh, I mean, maybe, but I just do that's and food. then drain the grease into the jar. Yeah. You just cook it in the microwave. That's what I always <laughs> do. Is that like the worst version of bacon? Because that means you're gonna have to clean that microwave like pretty bad. I guess I don't even own that microwave anymore. Truth be told, I got no counter space for it in my tiny kitchen. But <laughs> and I don't eat bacon. But when I did, uh, yes. All right. Uh, and then Sunday, we actually um, we did go to church on Sunday, and then uh, we also had some uh, some of our kids had uh, uh, visits with their uh, biological families, so oh. we did that on actual mother's day so but it was a good weekend nonetheless so you know what let's get into some ska news here we Woo. go rude girls and rude boys too grab your friends and listen to what we're telling you i'm sorry you might have heard but again you're about to miss me in ska news yes ska news where we tell you about the latest releases and latest happenings in the ska community. Um, first up, we have a new song from Fishbone. Can you believe it? Uh, this is their like second new song in I think a month, month and a half or something yeah, like that. Yeah, a couple months. Yeah. And uh, this new song is called "Estranged Fruit," and it is going to be off their upcoming new EP, uh, which I believe comes out. Oh, man, I just saw it. 26th of May. 26th of May. Uh, But this song uh, was released on uh, May 10th, and it features no effects. Um, So it's Fishbone and no effects, and uh, it's called... um, Oh, my gosh, I'm staring right at it. A strange fruit. (laughs) A strange fruit. I'm staring right at it. I got your back, pal. I got your back. Just my mind. Let's listen to the song. Okay, here we go. are now populous and not just in the south now fear has cloaked compassion we must join voices and speak out we may not see as many bodies hanging from the trees cause they're busy lynching our ideals of pride and liberty Across America Might now bear a less strange fruit Because hanging out of fashion Excited to hear that new EP That, uh, the two songs I don't know if that first song that came out Is gonna be on it I think so Yeah? So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to hear that EP Alright RJ, what do you got for us? Uh, I got a song from a band out of Hamburg, Germany. The name of the band is Feiner Sana Fischfilet. 
Uh, the name of the song is Come Boot, which means Come in the Boat. It is from their brand new album called Alles Glänzet, which means, hold on a second, Everything Shines. Sorry. I had to double check everything because I want to, <laughs> you know, that three years of German in high school, 20 some years ago. It's not as sharp as it used to be. Uh, but the, this, the album, the whole album is pretty fun. It's much more, to be honest, more of a, a punk with horns kind of album. Uh, very 90s ska punk. But this song that we're going to play, Commit Auf Spoot, uh, is definitely like the standout ska track on that album. So uh, here you go. <laughs> Pretty rocking track, RJ. You're turning yeah. you're turning into me. You're but playing. No, I've always been I I've always been a big Scott Punk fan, but I come on to balance it out. Yeah. And you're, true. you're so like I, I think I told the story once I was uh in the planning stages of a Scott podcast and I was brought on to be the Scott Punk guy. Because the other guys are traditional guys and that didn't happen. Wow. I come onto this show and you're like, No, you're the traditional Scott guy. We got too much Scott Punk already. I mean, I don't, I don't think you can have too much ska punk. I mean, but you know, what no, you I can. Do? I grew up in the '90s. Come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Agree to disagree. Um, oh, I'll play some CDs, and you'll be like, maybe that's a bit too much. Ska I mean, you can have terrible ska punk. Like it can be bad, like any of them. Oh, ones. that's why. But uh, then there's a lot of it. Oof, there was some real mining for gold back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, next up. Uh, Dope Times on May 12th released a new song called uh, Get Out of Here. Uh, the song is the second single off their upcoming album, Where Ghosts Remain Outside. Unfortunately, I tried really hard to find the release date of the new album. Couldn't find it. None of their social media has had it. You can pre-order it, so I will put that in the show notes. You can pre-order it on vinyl. But I cannot find a release date for the life of me, so... I, I assume soon, probably sometime either late May or, or June sometime, I assume. All right, so let's uh, check out the new track from Dope Times called Get Out of Here. <laughs> I had a friend at school, you're my wife too 
another uh, strong ska punk pick, ska pick. Ska yeah. news is all good this week. Love uh, those cats in dope times, man. I just know them from their music, but they're, they've been knocking out of the park with these last few singles. Yes, I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. for, for more from them. I have to check out more of their stuff. All right. Uh, so before we head out of ska news, we want to remind you that On The Upbeat has a Patreon page Say that what? you can subscribe to. $4 a month gets you at least uh, two extra episodes a month, um, probably more. We've been uh, we've been averaging, you know, three or four a month. So lucky you. Uh, you also get access to a private uh, Facebook page where I post pictures of my dog in awkward positions. And also you get to uh, 10% off merch. And we do have merch, so check all that out. I'll put that in the show notes. All right. Man, so this sounds like a good deal. I think I'm going to sign up right now. Where uh, do I go? Uh, oh, thanks for asking, RJ. You should go to patreon.com slash on the upbeat ska. Is that patreon.com slash on the upbeat ska? It sure is. It sure is patreon.com slash on the upbeat ska. Uh, all right. All right. One Just... more time for the people in the back. <laughs> Patreon.com slash on the upbeat ska. Um, all right. And now my family upstairs is wondering why is he yelling? Uh, <laughs> what did RJ put him up to now? Yeah, exactly. All right, Talina, we can't go yeah. any further in the podcast without answering this very important question. Um, and I can't believe I've gone this long into the podcast without uh, bothering you about this subject. When, for the love of all things holy, am I going to be able to order a stupid, dumb, that I want so bad, uh, Good Morning Scamerica mug? I want it yesterday. When can I order that? When will it be up on the page um, where I can uh, buy it? Soon. No, honestly. (laughs) When will soon be now? Probably next week. Here's the thing. Have you ever tried to ship glassware? No, I have not. Trial and error. (laughs) And for some reason, all of a sudden, we were like, wow, we should have pint glasses, shot glasses, and coffee mugs. Uh, And that's a lot of glassware to ship. So I had to learn quickly. And by learn quickly, I mean Karen Roberts of Chase Long Beach um, came over to my house because I was like panicking about it, and she sat in the- <laughs> and showed me how to do it. And uh, so we've been sending it to our um, Twitch and Patreon subscribers. Uh, their merch stores got them first, but I will be opening them up. I had to get all the packaging supplies like in bulk. I know this sounds like I'm an idiot, but I am. No, it doesn't. So- I was <laughs> when I was. Uh- making records and selling records that was something that i found out that i didn't account for i was like oh i need to get all these special mailers for seven inch records yeah 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 that's what happens when you're your own small business okay we're getting there (laughs) also uh you do uh bite me bambi does have a patreon and uh i um want to tell one of your patrons to uh message me and help me uh, subscribe to your Twitch channel be- through Amazon because I keep trying to subscribe through Amazon and I'm pretty tech savvy. I'm pretty aware of how things work. Can't... That hasn't been my impression, Matt. How <laughs> dare you? 
Um, by the way, did you enjoy listening to Silence while we played those musics because we were having mm-hmm. technical problems? Um, <laughs> I wonder if I didn't say anything. That would be why. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I can't. So, um, yeah, you know, hit up just... our mod, the mod of all mods. We love our mod, Disciple of Homer. Yeah. We love him. Hit him up. He'll, he'll help you because Lord knows I don't know how to do it. Yeah. That's why. That's why we love Homer so much. He's indispensable. <laughs> so, Homer, I know you're listening. Uh, just reach out to me because I'll forget. Um, all right. So, on to um, n- anything other than nitpick issues that Matt has. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, now it's time for nitpick our issues <laughs> that RJ has. <laughs> Listen up. Um, so, Bite Me Bambi has several shows coming up. Uh, give us the dates and who they're with and... And uh, what people can expect. Yeah, we're embarking on our spring swing tour 2023. <laughs> uh, that came out of a uh, not getting enough sleep kind of day that we decided to name it that. But that's what it is. So we're playing. Uh, we leave this Thursday, May 18th. We're playing uh, in Fresno at Fulton 55 with the one and only Fishbone. So hoping they'll play some of their new songs. Uh, and then we do a weird little road trip uh, to the Pacific Northwest. And we'll be uh, Monday, May 22nd at the High Dive in Seattle with the Skints. Uh, and we'll be playing Portland the next day at the Hawthorne Theater. So that's May 23rd also with the Skints. Then on May 24th, we're playing in Albany, California, which is kind of by Berkeley, uh, at the Ivy Room, which is, I think, some of the people who um, did Gilman uh, started the Ivy Room. At least that's what I've been told. I could be totally wrong, and now people are screaming into the void that I'm wrong. But uh, we will be headlining there, and then uh, we take a little couple days off and then um may 31st we'll be in los angeles at the knitting factory um to june 1st oh also with the skin sorry june 1st we will be at san diego at the observatory with the skins and then june 2nd we'll be at the glass house in pomona also with the skins so it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm very excited the skins are amazing i've mm-hmm. been fans for a long time so we played with them once but it was years ago so i'm really excited to get to know them better and get to watch them over and over and over again. So <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited for it. I think it'll be, it'll be a fun time. Awesome. So I have a little bit of uh, a, a question sort of about behind the scenes of a band and you can get as specific as you want. Um, I'm always interested in sort of like how, how does a band get on a show? You know, cause I know you, it's not like you audition, necessarily but how you know with you know a touring act how does a band sort of like end up how do you end up with fishbone how do you end up with the skins like how does something like that typically go about you know if you're you know getting on with a touring band so your agent pitches you to the agent of the person or group that's touring Mm -hmm. and so a bunch of agents submit their people and they take into a bunch of things into account, you know, draw or, you know, whatever, how much you cost. Sometimes it comes down to like, you're too expensive or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then or your agent is like their agent's friend or whatever. There's all these things. Right. And then they select somebody and then they draw up the contracts and that's how you get on. I was the reason I wonder is because, you know, obviously I know shows have to be scheduled so far in advance. Right. So, mm-hmm. like, how do you know a band is touring? Do they 
you know, does do they announce it to people? Their that... agent does. Their agent says, oh, we're looking for support on these dates in these shows. Um, and then your agent. So, like, we get submitted for all kinds of tours with all kinds of people that never happen. <laughs> um, or they happened with other people or this, that, and the other. Wow. Um and uh, or your friend gets it and that's always fine because you're like hey good job <laughs> um so you know they they put it out and then and then everybody submits it's kind of like how acting acting works the same way mm. the casting director say i'm looking for this and then the agents go see my person and then you audition whereas you don't really audition with a band right but you do send over like materials promotional materials and this that and the other sure yeah does it ever feel tedious does it ever feel like well, yeah, it's a job. I imagine it was. Well, I mean, luckily, I don't do that part. <laughs> I will say you get just like anything acting, you get a lot of no's. And so sometimes sure. that can feel like, oh, okay, you know. But also on the flip side, like when we do something like our show, The Summer Sizzler, where like we run the whole shebang, sure. that's another kind of work that's like now there's all this stress and like how, who's doing what. And especially Summer Sizzler, that's like really a a bite me Bambi family effort. <laughs> Everybody. So, right. Because you're sort of, you're sort of the promoter of that show at that point. Yeah. Right? We basically are renting the venue. So we get like, we're renting the venue. So we're the promoter. We're the, you know, any sort of hiring the talent, any, the catering, we hire the caterer, we hire, you know, we do all that kind of stuff. So it's a, uh, so there it's, it's, I'm a control freak, so sometimes I like it better, even though it's more stressful to be more in control of just then instead of being like, hey, what about us? And then them being either like, yeah, great, or like, no, sorry. Um, you know, so it's just, it's, you have to have both, though, because sure. you can't be your own agent. There's just not enough hours in the day. I mean, some people do, but. <laughs> yeah, sure. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Speaking of Summer Sizzler, uh, you all recently announced Summer Sizzler 3. Uh, when exactly is it? And uh, what can you tell us at this moment? <laughs> no, I can't hold on. I just don't want to say it wrong. I think it's September 9th, right? That sounds... Yes, September 9th at the Garden uh, Amp in Garden Grove, California. We will be summer sizzling all over the place. I can't <laughs> tell you the lineup yet because we're waiting to lock in yeah. one more band. Uh, but then uh, hopefully that will happen soon and we can start announcing all the exciting things. But it is going to be Mardi Gras theme this year. Oh. So get, get your boobs ready. No, I don't know. That no, might not be what we should they're do. They're already <laughs> ready. <laughs> <laughs> no, so yeah, we're going to do a, a Mardi Gras theme, which, will, which I think that will be fun. Yeah. Always a good time. Uh, always a blast. So uh, recently you all covered uh, Prince's When You Were Mine. Uh, how did that cover come to be? That actually was birthed from Twitch. So uh, Brian Mashburn is a very big Prince fan. He always has been. Uh, and when we were streaming during the pandemic, when he was still on the streams with me, he was like, hey, learn this song. And I did. <laughs> and it became became pretty popular on the stream. And we actually recorded that, no joke, like two years ago. We did a session of like three different acoustic tracks. Um 
and we just never sort of had a, a right place or time to release. And so we were like, had kind of a lull in our schedule and like, we were like, oh, okay, hey, why don't we revisit one of those? So that was the one we picked because it was about to be the anniversary of Prince's death. Um, so we said, okay, that seems like a fitting time and we can so show our tribute. So uh, yeah, we did the music video with uh, Christina De La Torre. It was her uh, music video directorial debut. I think she did quite a great job. Uh, and yeah, we, we put that out. I'm really happy with how it came out. Awesome. Uh, let's take a listen to the song and then we'll come back and chat some more. So here's Bite Me Bambi with When You Were Mine. When you were mine Give you all of my money Time after time You've done me wrong You're just like a dream You let all my friends come over and eat You were so strange You didn't have the decency to change the sheets Oh girl, when you were mine I used to let you wear all my clothes we're so fine. Yay! 
I love it. I love that cover. I love that version hey. of the song. You should. It's a good cover, Matt. There's no excuses if you uh, don't like it. And um, so I, I was, uh, I was actually thinking about this, listening to uh, this song the other day. Was there a conversation about changing sort of the lyrics to fit your gender versus Prince's? Like, because the, and I've heard, I've seen other artists change the wording and also not. So, like, was there a conversation sort of about to rearrange the lyrics to fit from slightly your perspective? Well, for me, it's kind of like twofold. One, um, I never feel like there's really a reason to unless it's kind of, I don't know, over. Like, I always know, like, Jack White, like, he always did the cover of Jolene with the white stripes, and he never changed the right. genders. And I, like, I don't really think it's necessary. But also, like, I'm bisexual, so, like, it still, like, works. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> so, literally, like, a guy, girl, you know. Yeah, yeah. Potato, potato. Yeah. I don't really care. Um, but for me, I don't know. I've never felt like, oh, I need to change the words. But to each their own, I mean. Yeah, I've se- I've seen it done both ways, but it's sort of an interesting conversation, you know, to have around when you do a cover. Um, but, I mean, sometimes it probably doesn't – there's probably a lot of covers where it doesn't really matter. Like it, the, the sort of gender pronouns don't really come into the play of the song. It's usually just you, but this seems to – this song seemed to be about a relationship with another person that the person that they're interested in is in. So I don't, so it just, but also like Prince was very like uh gender bendy and like playful true. Very true. And, and his gender expression. Yeah. And so I feel like the song already, like he said, like I used to let you wear all my clothes. Right. Like it could be about a girl or a guy or someone who's gender non-conforming. It's very sure. vague. Yeah. I feel yeah. so. Yeah. So, yeah. Didn't. yeah. Awesome. So, what was it like pretending to take a bath with your friends around? How was the, how did how did that go? That was so funny. I got to give all the credit to Christina because all the times I look good, it's because she's going like, "Stop messing around. Look hot. Do something like rub your hair." Like she's like literally telling me what to do because I'm like sitting there like I'm okay. This is really what I'm wearing. I'm wearing overalls. I don't know why I'm wearing overalls. But I was, and I, so they're down around my waist because it was too cold to sit in the bathtub in right. my undies. I was too cold, so I have overalls down around my waist and the strapless bra on. And I'm just sitting there pretending to like rub myself in a bathtub. But it's all good. It's like she cut it together and shot sure. it where it looks really <laughs> great. But yeah, it was pretty hilarious. And then Mashburn's like, I'm going in the other room. I was like, okay, bye. Let's you know <laughs> we need you. Yeah, I mean, I. I can't imagine what it would be like because, like, one, it's tedious to make a music video. You repeat things over and over, slightly different. So there's sort of like a boredom factor that might kick in after a while. But then it's like, you know, if she's telling you, be hot. Okay. <laughs> like that, I mean, friendships can be close, but sometimes some things, like, it just it's seems true. weird. Like, I just feel like I shouldn't be here, even though That's it's funny. fake. <laughs> even though it's well, fake. My boobs kept falling out and I like me not realizing it because I'm like singing. <laughs> there's like in our behind the scenes that we posted for our subs, there's literally a part where Christina's like says something to me and I think she says, take a boob out. And I'm like, I'm not taking a boob out. And she goes, no, your boob's already out. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> I'm just like in it. I'm not paying attention. But like, I will say this too, like the poor guys in my band, because 
I just am a, I'm a theater kid, as I right. said, which means I've changed in a lot of places in front of a lot of different people. So I'll just be like, I'm getting naked in the dressing room and everyone just sort of averts their eyes or, you know, walks out or does whatever. And then I'm like, I'm done being naked. And everyone sort of just goes about their business. But it's that, like... that is very, that is a situation that I, if you weren't a theater kid, I don't think people understand. Because that did happen even in high school. People would change in front of I don't remember anyone particularly getting all the way naked, but girls down to their bra and underwear, absolutely. And it was sort of awkward until I sort of remember realizing, well, it's no different than seeing them at the beach. Like, there's no... Yeah, that's how I've always felt. Like everyone's got their own level of comfort, but like in like in the moment, I'm just like, look, I just got to get dressed. But yeah. what's funny is one of the stage managers at the Garden Amp last summer, Sizzler, the show was done. He and I were sitting there, and he was like, "Did you do theater?" I was like, "Yeah, why?" And he goes, "Because I saw you just change in front of like 30 people in this room, and like did not even bat an eye." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. well." Time to change. Got to get going. Like, <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. why, like, I always, it's funny. I don't mind sharing dressing rooms with other bands only for the fact that then I have to go in the bathroom and I can't just yell, I'm getting naked. Like, big yeah. people don't <laughs> yeah. want me going, I'm getting naked. Well, like, they're like, what? What's this woman's problem? <laughs> yeah. And it's even though you're not going to see anything, um, that you wouldn't see in a bathing suit. Sometimes just watching, like what seeing someone take off some article of clothing, even if they're wearing other clothing under it, like it's just sort of feels weird, even though it probably just shouldn't be. But yeah, I yeah, get you it. Know. <laughs> I get it. Everybody's got their own level of comfort. Sure. Absolutely. Like my band, everyone's like, Oh yeah. Okay. I'll twiddle my thumbs in this direction. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> All right, so we have a question from one of our Patreon subscribers, Casey, and I'm going to read the question, and then uh, hopefully uh, hopefully, I'm understanding it correctly. Uh, so let's see. So Casey says, So I would like to hear her perspective on different groupings of musical instruments in a ska song. I know sometimes she will grab a six-string and be a second guitarist, this happens from time to time in other ska groups. So, like, why the instrument change up? What are the benefits? Is it um, purposeful in the song and the writing process? So, do you kind of get what he, you know, Casey's sort of going for with that? Yeah, I definitely do. Um, I so the songs where I play the guitar live usually means that there were two guitar parts written in the recording session that the song will not sound correct if they're not both present in the live mm. version. Cause like, you know, in the studio, you'll do like a bajillion overdubs of playing the guitar a bunch of different ways and a bunch of different effects and you layer them all. But if some of them are missing when in the live performance, it's not a big deal, but sometimes like you're like, Oh, that lead line is important. Like in our song, I don't want to be, the lead line is kind of important in the bridge and the song sounds kind of empty if nobody's kind of chugging the chords, which is the one kind of guitar I'm good at. So, <laughs> um, you know, and I also like it from a live show perspective. It kind of switches it up and also gives me a second to rest because <laughs> um, right. I'm standing still and playing and it gives me a minute to catch my breath. And I think it's just like a cool visual 
um, and switches up the show. But yeah, most of the time it's played when there is another guitar part that has to be played and it can't be missing. What is your favorite part of live performing? You know, um, what what is something? Applause. No, (laughs) (laughs) I think it's like connecting with people in a different way because sometimes you can make your art like there are artists right that just record music and never do live shows and they're not about that and i used to hate creating the like recording it used to drive me nuts because i come again from theater where it's very much like a communal experience and i i think you can like create your art sort of in a vacuum when you're not sharing it with people live at least for me like some people like it that way but for me it's like a very communal experience and the art sort of takes on a different form when you're sharing it with other people in that way yeah also i'm a big old ham so you know (laughs) (laughs) It, it always feels like you pulled off a magic trick when you play a song you wrote live in front of people it's like yeah there's it's yeah it's really gratifying and I also really like the dynamic of doing, because I've never played sports or anything as a kid, obviously. <laughs> Look at me. Um, so, but doing it together as a group is really satisfying for me too. It's sort of like a team working together to achieve something. And Edgar, our sax player, and I were talking about it on our stream yesterday on Twitch, like, we always have a moment before where we gather together, we do our little pre-show ritual and we both were like, Oh yeah, that's like what gets us in the mood, gets us ready to go. If you're having a shitty day on tour, if you're sick, if whatever, like, okay, we're here together. We're going to go do this thing. Right. And I also find that like really fulfilling to, to work with other people as hard as it can be sometimes to manage seven people all trying to like execute one a creative vision. <laughs> <laughs> what What is that like? What is that? You know, actually, I'm going to pause on that question. It's something I've been kind of wanting to ask you about, and it kind of is in this realm. Uh, I always felt worried to ask it, but I'm just going to ask it. Uh Uh-oh. You're married to your band's uh, trumpet player, Mr. T-Bone Willie. Do you all have certain, uh, whether unspoken or not, do you have rules or guidelines to, like, like this is us and this is band time. Like, do you have those sort of clear lines to have a working relationship and a, you know, a, a marriage? Kind of. First of all, Matt, he plays trombone. T-Bone plays the trombone. What did yeah. I say? You said, you said trumpet. trumpet. I, did I? Oh my gosh. You, did you say, both me and Selena kind of like winced. Oh my like, gosh. Oh. What is wrong with I'm me? I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with you. No. Um. Yeah. You know, honestly, it's funny. Um. And uh, we don't talk about it much because it's it's easy for it to become like the big story. And it's really not the story of Bite sure. Me Bambi. It's, yeah. Um, but yeah, in ways there's, there's not a lot of spoken rules. It's just a lot of like, don't kind of bring it home. I, sometimes we do, but cause you just talk about it cause sure. what's going on. But the one rule we do, we do have is when we're recording, he's not allowed to give me notes. If he has a note, he has to tell somebody else and then they have to tell me. <laughs> cause I would get so mad at him and then yeah. I'd be like, so like now I used to be like, you can't be here, but now he can be there and he loves producing. So I don't sure. want to like take it away from him. He likes to have his ideas. So 
I go, look, just tell Cameron or tell Mash or tell Mike. And then when the mic turns on, they can tell me. Yeah. <laughs> I never have to know that you were the one who had that idea. Yeah. And I, I absolutely understand that because like there have been times where like for Megan and I, if we're doing something sort of creative or working together on something, sometimes it does feel like, like the person who's, who you're in a relationship with gives you an idea, but somehow it comes, you feel it like criticism just because they're the one giving it to you. So I, I get, I identify with that. I and the worst do. part is you just can't get away from it because it's at your house. Too. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, but there have been multiple times where, you know, Megan will point to and like, I told you that same idea. And now like, you're kind of on board with it. But because they said it, and most of the time, that's not true. It's usually when one person says, you know, something, you kind of like, it's easy for you to dismiss it if you really like the opposite idea. But then when a couple people chime in and go, yeah, maybe you should do it the other way, you kind of, you, you're like, okay, maybe I'm crazy. You know, maybe I'm missing the point or something. So, yeah. All I know is the some of the biggest arguments me and my wife have ever been into is editing videos that we've made together and editing choices. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, it's always a trick to sort of work together, yes, and T-Bone, I am sorry, I know, I know you play the trombone, I'm really sorry, I feel really bad. You're lucky, he's not here right now. <laughs> but he's probably gonna listen, um, so I'm sorry. I'm he did just buy a valve trombone. Oh, Ooh, kind of like a trumpet, but not really. I just, I only recently learned that those existed, and I've been to a lot of ska, and band type things I, I recently only learned those existed so that's new uh all right um one last question uh, well uh before we get to scott picks of the week um when are are we possibly gonna have another bite me bambi vinyl you know i know you guys put out your songs and you know you make a music video for everyone which i think is a great hustle for you all to do it that way but I was listening to your other vinyl, and I was like, I'd love to have all those other songs on a vinyl that I can sit in my house and yes, listen to. Yes, don't worry. It's actually in pre-production right now, so we're of the actual vinyl making. So we have it recorded. We're just um, sure. getting artwork together and all that jazz. So it is coming. Um, and actually, maybe some other smaller sort of seven-inch releases, too. Because, sure. um, yeah, we were like, we haven't put out a record in, like, two years that's probably not a good idea but it just feels like we're always doing something but yeah, um yeah. i was like yeah we should probably get our butts in gear here and and uh get it done so it is coming yeah. uh hopefully we can start putting it up for pre-order soon um i have a question are you going to press more than you did of the first record because i get hassled online because people see it's in my collection asking if i want to sell it <laughs> yes, actually, we do have plans to repress it. It won't be the same colorway as the original. Um, but yes, we will be repressing that as well. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, that means it'll be a different color. So I'm going to have to buy another one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So RJ, you should sell yours because you can get another one now. <laughs> Are you kidding? I have a first pressing. Come on. That's that's going to be that's my retirement plan right there. I tell people, I'm like, y'all, get it for what it's like. Go out there. Get that money. Like, <laughs> I always tell Homer because Homer has like a couple of like, you know, one release. I'm like, Homer, 
sell it sell it for he's like no if it's a true fan then i sell it like i sell it for what i bought it for i'm like no homer get that hustle get that hustle, bro. <laughs> yeah 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 because the band will do it if you gave that record back to the band they would no <laughs> oh my gosh no we've joked about that we're like oh we're just gonna start selling them like on online be on like you don't ever know what's that i'm like no we're just kidding <laughs> uh all right all right. Well, before we head out, of course, we have ska picks of the week. Talina, why don't you tell us about your ska pick? I picked a little bit of promo here, I guess, but I picked This Town by the Skints, uh, which is my favorite Skint song. Uh, I think it's a really great uh, example of kind of their blend of reggae and ska and hip hop. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a really big fan of theirs, like I said, so I'm excited. I'm hoping they play it when uh, we play some shows with them, because I know all the words. I'll be off there singing out in the crowd like a weirdo. All right, so let's check it out. This town from the skins. City I was born in, and you know I love this town, but I can't pick up when she's calling. So riddle me this fun of me to the place that raised me Gave me the up and down that develop and shape me Give me a run down town with a roughneck sound Cause they're acting at it on the ground that face me I've never been the one to stay in this one place line But I love the music we did not just scream and it fly From the mountain tops to an eastern top Or a tropical island to catch a nice vibe But no matter where we go we leave a London town Reliable we rain up in our black steed and Turn up and then we're ready for the sound check Sip on a little rum and run a rhythm and sound Then we back in the morning and wait till day we racing All comes to clock, I catch a time that we are facing No matter where we go, we are That's a good song, I'm definitely, uh, apparently I've been missing out on the skins So, uh Oh my god, yes you have been Because <laughs> I actually do love the mix of, uh, ska and hip-hop Because I think, for the most part, they're more tied together than a lot of people think You know you know oh yeah they have the same roots yeah have have we not had anyone on the show break all that down i don't think i don't think okay, like one of these days one of these days i will yeah we're gonna we're gonna have the, the sky hip-hop co co connection yeah. yeah obviously you know it's so, a lot more straightforward than you think and once you figure it out you're like oh yeah oh i get it it's oh, pretty oh. obvious when you think about yeah. it yeah yeah. So, uh, all right. They have so many good songs too. Like I've, I've been able to turn a lot of people onto them and the in general with the uh, rat-a-tat-tat that song. Yeah. That's yeah. like in my workout playlist and no. my playlist that I call bad bitch. So like if I, <laughs> like, <a> boost, <laughs> that song's in there and then it's got like Lizzo and like WAP. Hell yeah. <laughs> I need to be pumped up like Blackpink, but yeah, they're, they're all talented singers and instrumentalists. I mean, they all, play multiple instruments i think i think all of them do i'm pretty sure marcia the i mean i can't even call her the lead singer because they all kind of switch off singing but like she is like a killer rapper she actually we have a track coming out where i may or may not be trying to rap poorly and uh she is the she is rapping i saw the behind the scenes video she's 100 rapping i saw it if I debbie am. harry can do it so can you and yeah but it was because i was like loving like obviously i love like lizzo cardi b like all that kind of stuff but i was like oh they're like oh so good and then like marcia and i was like well she's doing it and it's kind of like reggae and i'm like but she's really good at it but maybe i could be bad at it but feel like a fraction of as cool as these people are um so I tried my hand at it. We'll see. Everyone can be the judge when that song comes out. It's coming out very soon. 
So everyone can be the judge of my shit rapping. I can't wait for the hate comments on the YouTube video. Wait, way to prime the pump. This is my shit rapping. <laughs> Come on, is the the internet trolls are out? Okay. Oh. The internet trolls are. Oh, she's she's gonna be shit rapping. Let's get ready. Let's go. You just let them know. They're all at the keyboards. They're ready. They're ready for the song. Uh, I think it'll be amazing. Uh, from the oh, little the little that I saw from behind the scenes. Uh, overall, I'm excited for the song because I feel like um, summer or ska needs a good summer hit, and it, it kind of sounds like that song might be it. I so. hope so. <laughs> Either way, there's a lot of like weapons in the video, so oh. that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, all right, uh, all right. My ska pick is from a little known band uh, right from right here in Orange County, California, uh, called Real Big Fish. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of them. Who? Uh, I don't. Uh, they, Never heard of them. Yep. Don't look over at my CDs right here. <laughs> it's uh, definitely not the R section. This, I, you know, I looked up our on our Scott favorites playlist, and I was like, well, how many real big fish songs do we have? And we do have a few, but I noticed that we didn't have any off of uh, their uh, 2012 album, Candy Coated Fury, and I thought, well, that's an injustice, because that album has some really great songs, and this is one of them called Don't Let Me Down Gently. I love this album a lot because it has a lot of sax on it. So, and I'm a sucker for good. That's, that's true. That was the was that the first uh, RBF I album so. that had the sax player on it. Yeah. Besides the really really early stuff before he quit and they made it big time. Yeah, I I believe so. I think it was the first uh, album with Matt Appleton on it. So really, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Wow. How yeah. time flies when you're having fun. I know, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, and I just love a good sax solo and and you know a sax heavy song and um yeah it's a good time do you think that's because we we grew up in the 80s we love those sax solos because those around like every pop song we grew up with Pro- right? probably yeah <laughs> and i just i especially in that i just like sort of the deepness of that particular sax so um it just sort of hits a little harder you know to have that that low end so yeah all right rj tell us about your scopic of the week uh, my Scott pick of the week is actually more of a dirty reggae song, but whatevs. It's uh, the Agrilites and Free Time because that song just friggin' rules, and uh, we should all listen to it. I agree. Yeah. I agree. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to. I mean, all you listeners will, and I will, but those two uh, won't. So here we go. Thank you. 
That's a fun dance song right there. I love that. And yeah, awesome. Well, I'm glad you dug it, Matt. All right. Well, uh, Talina, thanks for joining us again this week. Thanks for having me. We appreciate you hanging around. Um, you're definitely uh, someone I find very easy to talk to. And, oh, uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's always a joy to have you on the show. And uh, we appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you. Thank you to On The Upbeat for being part of the Bite Me Bambi Twitch stream every Tuesday morning. Plug, 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 plug. Plug. Yeah, go Matt. <laughs> and uh, listeners, we thank you for listening. If you do want to hear more Talina, of course you can go uh, watch their Twitch uh, Tuesday mornings at 7 to 8. And then uh, Sundays, Sunday afternoons from 2 p.m. to 4 Check that out. Is that Pacific time? Yes, because screw everywhere else. Uh, it's. I mean, I think it makes most sense to do it when it's convenient for the person doing it. Because didn't you try to do it, like, later at one point? Like, re- weren't you doing, like, 9 o'clock or 9 and 7, 8, 7 p.m. once at one point? Yeah, 7 to 9 p.m. I know Scott K. Scott Klaffenstein goes from like 9 to 3 in the morning sometimes. Like he's got wow all the hours. But yeah. unlike Scott Klaffenstein, I like sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, if you also want uh, to hear more from Talina, uh, she's going to be uh, sticking around for a bonus chat for her Patreon. So uh, make sure you, if you want, you can... Sign up for a Patreon at uh, RJ. What was that address again? Where do they sign up? Uh, Patreon.com on the upbeat sky slash on the upbeat sky. Ah, I fucked it you up, man. Fucked oh, it up oh, Jesus oh, God. Oh, uh, God. You're fired. You were so fired. You forgot that slash. All uh, right. What are we going to do next week? Then? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Nothing. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, I won't be here next week and uh so there may no just kidding get ready for two weeks of <laughs> rj madness <laughs> uh all right um thank you for listening listeners and until next time keep listening to ska that that is not that's the wrong um thing that i pressed there how would i even know oh that's true <laughs> you don't you have no idea You've been listening to On The Upbeat. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you get all the new episodes as soon as they're available. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at On The Upbeat Ska. Follow our Spotify playlist, Ska Favorites. It features all the songs heard on the show. Please consider joining our Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash ontheupbeatska to sign up today. And thank you for supporting On The Upbeat. ska music i think of the state of sports in los angeles and who can forget that ska sports related tune free lakers tickets